Welcome to Anime Archives with your hosts, what? Ernest and John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we can switch on. Um, yeah, welcome guys uh, to another fantastic episode of Anime Archives. Where we this week we're not archiving actually. We're gonna talk. Re, we're redoing our 2018 Anime of the Year. Our top five picks of animes that we loved in 2018. The stuff that blew us away, the stuff that we'll think about for a long period of time. Yeah. And 2018 dropped a lot of good things. Like, a lot of good series uh, that I, I'm just excited for us to go through. Yeah, some surprises, some that surprised me greatly, some that brought back old childhood nostalgia, and this overall just amazing that I want to give props to, even though some came out probably towards the end of 2017, but still counts for the 2018 line. At least for me. Uh, that's just me going off the top of my head. But anyways, uh, John, are you ready? Are you excited? Ready to jump into it? I'm ready to jump in at this point. And so we would want to start off with what, let's see, what would be the fifth, kind of fifth on right, the list? Yeah, our fifth picks. The fifth pick. So what is your fifth pick out of everything that came out in 2018? Uh, my fifth pick for uh, 2018. Uh, and again, this Top five isn't in like no particular order to say like this is worse than the other ones. It just what held held to me and what I ones I, I really had some kind of connection with. My mm-hmm. fifth pick was Dragon Ball Z Super. Uh, yeah, it just old childhood nostalgia. I love Dragon Ball Z, and I love that it came back. What I mean, Dragon Ball Super now. I always just call it Dragon Ball Z just to put in. But anyways, uh. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super was amazing from its first introduction to uh, the movie of Resurrection F to it actually becoming a series and going through the arcs of Go- uh, Goku Black, um, the Dragon Ball Tournament of Power, Tournament of Power yep. and yeah, the other movie parts that they redid for the anime versions. I, I just skipped over because I saw the movie, so why? And it continues to be great. Just us, like recently we mm-hmm. saw the Brawly film. And what Dragon, do you think of the Brawley film? I, I thought it was good, and they made Brawley a better character than they did in the uncanon movies. Yeah, hopefully, when the anime does come back, Brawley will be part of the story since the movie's canon. Yeah, instead of just like a little side character yeah. that would randomly come up, beat everyone up, and then just you wouldn't hear anything about. Yeah, if you can't make Gohan to the person I wish he was when he was a kid, Teen Gohan, mm-hmm. at least you can have Brawley become kind of cool because Goku's an idiot. Uh, Vegeta's a father, and Brawly is just a uh, uneducated guy who is wants to protect his friends. I guess. Now I know you said it's not in any particular order, but what made you actually say Dragon Ball Z out of everything? I mean, when I think of Dragon Ball Z, I think of you know typical '90s style anime. At this point, a good theme song, you know, five episodes of powering up before they actually do anything. Lots of yelling, lots of screaming. So. Why did this kind of come up? I mean, to me, it's almost like the best uh, comeback story of anime because there was nothing. There was those, you know, canon movies, and then they actually just made a full series out of, I mean, nowhere. So, what is it about this new arc, uh, Dragon Ball Z Super, that made you say, you know what, this is this is good? Uh, I think it's just knowing that a series such as Dragon Ball Super can come back and come back with so much, you know, fan fan love and fan you know, beliefs. It's like you're growing up 
uh, a lot of fans of Dragon Ball Z to now Dragon Ball Super grew up with this show. It was part of my life in elementary school where at recess I would go out with my friends and we would have our, we'll play out the second, uh, the, the Saiyan arcs, the Cell arc particularly where I would go Super Saiyan 2 and just be as powerful as I can be and just really use my imagination. So to actually see the story continues pretty much lets me, you know, re reminisce about my past. But I also feel like, you know, my heroes didn't die. They are still fighting the good fight or learning, opening up the world to new universes. That uh, Dragon Ball GT, that was something that fans at first thought was cool but then realized it wasn't, was now just nothing in the past. And we can actually have a series that was created by its original creator, uh, Akira Terakiyama. And Toriyama? Toriyama. Toriyama. That will make uh, you know, make the fans see what happens. And so far it's been good. Some of the arcs weren't as didn't hold up as great as I thought they would. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the Goku the Goku Black arc wasn't as exciting as I would hope it would be. But I love the the power tournament. I love including Well, I love hate the power tournament when I think about it. So but I love the arc at, uh, in particular about seeing all the universes and fighting, I thought it was cool. Some people I thought got disrespected, like uh, my boy Piccolo, my boy Tien. Uh, Tien got real disrespected with freaking Master Roshi being better than Tien in fighting in the power level. And some some people like I have friends who are like yeah Master Roshi's better than him. I was like, when did you ever see Master Roshi train in Dragon Ball Z? Never. He tri He got he he got beaten in Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, the original one, that he had to enter the tournament so Goku wouldn't be the first season that Goku wouldn't be too hyped because he was like, hey man, I can't let Goku win his first tournament, then he will definitely leave me. So, that was a little ridiculous, but I can't blame it. Of course, when you write a series and put your love in, when you go back and put pen to paper, you're not going to remember all these little things you added to all these certain characters and stuff. You probably remember the original ones, but like characters like Tien, who used to be really badass, who helped out and uh, the Boo saga and all these other sagas to make him kind of like second place through Master Roshi was kind of hurtful. But overall, I loved it. And hopefully, they will continue using the Z Fighters. I don't want to just be Goku, Vegeta, and a bunch now of Sans. Probably, yeah, a yeah, bunch of Sans. Because it makes like even the video games like Xenoverse seem pointless. Like, what's the point of including Piccolo, the, the, the Namekians, the, the Boos? Or the humans when, in the end, the per most powerful person is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. It's pointless. But, yeah. Now, for Dragon Ball Z Super, did you have a specific fight scene that like really spoke out that you thought was oh. really good? Was there something, I mean, in that series that you could say, hey, you should watch up to at least this point? Uh, it's cliched, but uh, the power series arc when, there's two fights that I love the most. Uh, one is when uh, Goku is in his new form, like his limit burst form, and he's fighting uh, a fusion of two Saiyans, uh, like ca cauliflower and stuff, and another Kel. Yeah, it's weird, weird Obviously, we don't yeah. have the names down. It's yeah. fine. So you, I know, it's, I know, one, I know one's Kel, one's like Kala something. But he beat, they fused together with the polo rings, uh, and basically it was awesome. Like he used a a, a, a kameyame ah to Kamea? yeah to like basically surf on their power beam. Use it as a little thing to let him like ride a wave into them to do 
release oh, it into so their that face. that was two? Because I remember he did that to the, the girl. Yeah, he, no, he did, that's what I'm talking about. They were fused together. Oh, that was, was two people yeah, fused together. that was two people together. Okay. They used their little trump card. And then uh, Goku's fight against uh, Jaren was awesome. I It lived up to what I hoped and left me with a good taste. Even though I, the arc, again, Dragon Ball Z is pretty predictable. And, like, you know how the arc is going to end. You know, it's such a high stake. Of course, Goku's not going to make a horrible decision. But, you know, I'm still excited. And hopefully, you know, again, with how the characters they introduce, we can see the Saiyans and Goku and them go to different universe, universes and help out. Especially with Jaren's background, backstory, they can see some change. But yeah. it was just good. Dragon Ball Super was just, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, it's a good series to continue that nostalgia feeling. I think it's, all, it's for people who are definitely fans of the original source material. And want to go back and kind of see what happens now to their their old their pastime heroes. Do you have to watch any of the older series to uh, watch this new one? You could jump right into it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend. It. I will at least watch Dragon Ball Z if you're gonna jump into it, because Dragon Ball Z just still holds up and it's great. Uh, and why not mm-hmm. before you hop into Super? Because Super basically takes right place right after Dragon Ball Z's ending, but like. In between the ending and something else, basically. It's hmm. what they're kind of saying with the timeline. But hopefully... But that's another confusing thing that we could talk about later if we ever get to yeah, it. Yeah, we could have a full episode, yeah, too. Yeah, we could have a full this, episode this about But, uh, yeah, what's your number five, John? So, my number five would be kind of going into a opposite direction. It would probably be one of the few sports animes that really stood out to me personally for okay. uh, that got released, and that is called uh, Run With The Wind. So, Run With The Wind was released pretty much, it was technically considered a 2018, I think it was released winter. Oh. Um, yeah, I'd say fall or winter. It would probably be fall because it's winter now. So, yes. yeah, it would probably be the fall season. Ooh, Mike's not working. Let me get that. Technical. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So run like the wind. I watched a few episodes of this. So it's about a a clubhouse with boys who uh, are on the track team or this like dorm room college so, students. Yeah. So what stood out for this personally is you have, I mean, one the art's beautiful. Okay. I really like the way everyone's drawn. But it's a bunch of college uh, college kids. And so I really like that personally because in a lot of anime you see a lot of middle school and high school, so it makes it harder to identify. These people, it's like people that are. I mean, I think there's. Uh, eight of them where they all have to they're fighting with their own stuff their own battles either not being physically fit compared to everyone else trying to get themselves a job and get on the workforce they all have their own pretty much motivations that drive them they really flesh out all the side characters and make the cast the cast really comes together as like a really close-knit group and there was multiple different episodes that give you such a, a good feeling to where if you have like a high level of empathy, yeah. you might tear up on some of these episodes because again, you can tell they genuinely care about each other like a lot. Oh, they do wow. a good job in terms of the music, in terms of the way it looks, but again, each character in here I can hmm. say there is not a weak person in the cast. It's pretty much about the I mean there's two main main um main people in the group. One is the guy, main the group, yeah, so. main protagonist, the group lead, leader, the one who pretty much put them all together. His name's Haiji, and um, the uh, the fast runner, and his name is uh, Kakeru. So pretty much, Haiji uh, sees him running one day, chases him down, and pretty much forces him to join his team. 
because his whole dream is to run a, a relay marathon called the Hakone Ekiden. You can't run that by yourself. You have to have a full team. Okay. And so if one person drops out, obviously that ends all of their goals, all of like what they want. So it's this guy who has so much charisma. He's so charismatic in terms of he has this dream, this feeling he's running after, and he doesn't know what, what it's called. He doesn't know how to place it. He doesn't know. But he knows it's something that draws him there. And so he convinces these other people to pretty much follow his dream. I mean, let's be honest, dude. How many people do you know in your life can you say is really enthusiastic about running? Uh, no one really. Nobody. Because I'm one of them. So, so okay. imagine if you meet that one person who has so much passion, that's so excited about it, and that can take you to the next level. And now all of a sudden you're like, well, why, why does he like to run? Why? Yeah. Why does he like to suffer so much? And then you start seeing, you know, all the extra benefits that they get from running. Because I can say this. I myself hate running. I despise it. But I can also say every single time that I've done it, I've always felt better afterwards. I've never done a run and said, you know what? I regret doing that. And so this makes you want to run. It's a great thing in terms of just like understanding track, understanding what these guys have to do and how a couple seconds or a couple minutes can really set you apart of whether you're going to accomplish your dream or not. And so, again, for me, it's called Run With The Wind. I can say it's my standalone sports anime for the year. I really like it. I'm still watching it right now. And they're up to 19 episodes. It comes out Tuesdays. It's pretty much gets a five-star on Crunchyroll. So a lot of people thoroughly enjoy it. Well, what would you say is like if you're trying to like sell this to someone what would be your biggest like one moment in the in the show that stands out that you know how to go spoiler if you you can if you want to that's not too too big but mm-hmm. that will make someone that yes I'm, I gotta watch the sports anime one thing that I'll never forget it again um, there's certain animes out there where they have a specific episode that will stand out for to me probably the rest of my life a uh, space dandy has one where it's like towards the end of the season it's about death. I'll never forget that episode. It honestly made me like tear up throughout it because it was it was beautiful, very beautiful episode. Why I bring this up is they have an episode called uh, "You're Not Alone," and it's pretty much all about um, them trying to make sure that this one person or a couple people in the group actually get the correct time so that they can qualify for this race. So they all as a group need to qualify? Each one time? has to hit a specific time to qualify. Okay. So you can't just have one person or three people like pull yeah, you sure. along. So that's why it's so important. So when you see, and I mean, there's been points to me where I've been like, say the worst person on a team. Like for instance, like basketball. If you pick me, you think, hey, this guy's tall. He knows his stuff. And then you'll see I'll airball every time. I'm terrible at it. And so when you have somebody that's part of a team and they're obviously the worst one there and you see what that person has to go through when they're surrounded by so much talent, so much experience in terms of people that played other sports, even if it's not running and you see what he has to go through and you see a team that genuinely supports him, that roots him on. It's really powerful. And so for me, it kind of goes into episode 14 and 15 for, and it's a little late into the series, but these two episodes to me stood out the most because you have a really good feel good episode and then you have another episode where it just like it's so intense for me personally because you want them to win but 
you also understand that the stakes are high and the fear of failure that they go through where it's like, I don't want to let people down. We've all felt that. I mean, anyone who's been on a sports team has felt that. I don't want to lose this match because I don't want to let these people down. Or I need to be able to pull my weight, you know. And me playing sports in high school gave me a little bit of minor flashbacks. But again, the dynamics between the characters, the music that goes along with it, it, you actually feel their struggle. When I see, for instance, like Goku fighting somebody or where he's getting the beat, uh, the brakes beat off of him, I don't feel that struggle for me personally because it's hard for me to relate when you can punch someone through a, a rock wall, okay? But when you see stuff uh, done by, you know, people that are around your age that are, they're not going out and running, you know, a marathon in record time. They're literally going from people who have never ran in their life to actually starting to enjoy it and be passionate about it and realize what is benefiting for everything else, how it's influencing them. When I actually see something like that, it pumps me up because it's something I can relate with on a, every level. So for this in particular, again, I would highly recommend this show. I'm still watching it. I'll finish it. I was pleasantly surprised that they continued it in terms of how it just it's still ongoing right now. Yeah. I, is it they gonna be might, a 24 episode 24 episodes i'm not sure there's a chance it will be 24 it's like main arc. i mean i couldn't see that it would be i feel like they're gonna have to do another season okay because where it was at it they weren't at the main race okay. obviously like the main point of this so i think what they'll probably do is if they do 24 they'll probably do an uh like a movie ova ova yeah. or they'll probably add another season i hope they do another season personally because again the way it's written, especially when you see um, the main character, um, Kakeru, actually run. When you see him run, the the art style kind of changes for that small period of time, especially when he gets in the zone. Yeah. It's very beautiful. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of it. Sweet. So, again, when you when you talk to me about like an anime about running, normally I would scoff at that. Man, I don't care. Yeah. But anime always makes the mundane, always makes the uninteresting thing become incredibly fascinating and interesting so it's called again uh run with the wind it's on tuesdays at around 11 30 i highly recommend it check it out on crunchyroll please let us know what you think of that aside from sports i mean because again that was like my main sports one that really hit out for me personally that yeah. would be like my fifth one kind of making it go back to you what's another one that was on your list whether it's fourth or just like the next one you want to talk about in your top five uh the next one that would be like say on my fourth but the next one i want to talk about uh it's a lot of people love this one when it came out uh it came out very early 2018 uh january 5th 2018 to be exact it came out on netflix and it's devil man cry baby uh, this anime really showed that netflix was serious about the animes that they're picking up and this one i had no idea what devil man cry baby was or what Devil Man the series was to begin with. Just like how we talked about in last episode about uh, Do Roro, where it's a old school anime that is remade into something great and an amazing, gritty, interesting art style with a very dark twist to a genre that I thought would be, you know, uh, played by the books, you know, simple put. But basically, it stars two main characters who are best friends Akira Fudo. Uh, and his friend uh, Rio Asuka. And basically, uh, it's a world where demons exist. Uh, and that his friend comes visit Akira and basically tell him that, hey, dude, um, 
you're you're a, you have this special bond with a demon that can make you uh, into a true devil man, and they basically call all demons devil man. And I don't want to get too much spoiler alert on the mm-hmm. like plot wise and like stuff that happens. But anyways, things get dark. People can tr- people if you have this like heightened reality sense, you can become a devil man or something. And you know, people want to release that, but it this show does a good plot about uh, about faith and humanity and how people's minds can be get twisted when it comes to a fear and how much people will, how crazy people can get when it comes to uh, playing with fear and trauma and issues of the unknown. So, who's the main character of this? Uh, the main character is Akira Fudo. Okay, so that's the main character. Yeah. So when it comes to a uh, devil man, cause I've only heard nothing but good things about yeah. this and what about it kind of stuck out for you personally? I just loved, uh, the, the setting and seeing the effects it has on the, the, the world that it creates. Cause again, uh, Akira has a power that is supposed to be like evil. It's basically, you're a demon, just like how demons are supposed to be played out. But, um, the twist is while people can become like demon shaped and demon looking, it plays on how he- humanity can be demons. We might not have demon shape, but we can be just as cruel, just as evil, and just as just as vicious as an actual figurative demon from it's a real demon. you know, like real demons. And it shows that, especially very end towards the end when things just you know, the anime wraps up. And it really plays a part of how how much are you willing to waste like how much you're willing to break. Uh, it's interesting the name Crybabies because Akira was known as a crybaby as a kid. He he didn't like violence. He he never want people to suffer, mm. and he's granted this power that can help people and and stop people from suffering. But when people see him, they see him as this demon, and how much he is willing to you know keep his humanity. Because usually these things when these demons take over, like consume you, you get part. You lose your humanity and you become that devil man. The, the figure of that devil is completely in control. Hmm. But Akira is able to keep his humanity and basically be in control of that demon. And how, yeah, no matter how, yeah, I can go on tangent. What were you, you going to say? Now, in terms of like, uh, what what type of anime is this? And what I mean by that is, is it like a shonen? Like, what's the demographic that this anime would appeal to? Um, I would say the genre, it, it'd be more like a... I can't even say it's a show. I would say it's more like a dark fantasy. Uh, I think it's called that a sinin. Sinin, right? Yeah. I think that's what it was called. Where yeah, it's it very more it's, for towards it, it's definitely for adults. Yeah, it's mainly for adults. Uh, it's there. It's intense. It's violent. Very violent graphic. Uh, there's some nudity with the art style. Lots of drug use. In drug it. use. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are even some child violence in some of the things. Hmm. But. It's just he- when you hear the message and the things that it's trying to convey, you kind of get this. You kind of appreciate it, even if the gore can be kind of outlandish sometimes. And there's like cool little moments in the show that highlights like these guys rapping and stuff, and these these little little things that seem goofy at first, but when you hear when you just see these guys hanging out, you kind of get attachment with characters who are minor at first become like people like oh I actually like these guys this rapping that rapping scene was dope yeah like i really liked it <laughs> that that was good so i definitely if you, if you don't mind watching a violent pretty i uh, definitely a horror r rating kind of anime please give devilman crybaby a, a try it's on netflix 
you know, everyone pretty much has it, or you have a friend's account you're using. I definitely check it out. And there's other great animes on Netflix that I think John might have one later on to talk about, but I'm not positive. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, John, um, that's all I had for Devilman Crabby. If you have any questions for me, I mean, in terms of that, I mean, the only question I is Netflix. Yeah. I mean, this is a Netflix original, right? Yeah, Pretty much like only original, Netflix. Yeah. They, so, they this. do you know of any other anime that's on Netflix that I mean is like more of an original at this point? That um, I don't want to say it's similar to Devilman because it's obviously its own thing. Yeah. But in terms of that's just something that only Netflix kind of produced. Um, one ones I'm going to talk about as one of my recommended animes is uh. Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, it had its season two that came out that was Netflix has the rights to it, even though you can get on if you really surf the web, you can find it just like Holly Devilman as well. But that's one of the big Netflix shows. Uh, another one that came out recently, like not like about maybe four or five months ago, was Baki the Grappler. They redid uh, that season for that. I finished that all in uh, one day. Well, we have another days. one that you're going to talk about later. Um, I heard one that's. Uh, there's another called At- Atsaka, which basically like this chibi raccoon or Arctic. Uh, it's a fox girl that basically listens to heavy metal and stuff. And my, my oh, wife loves it. What's uh, that one called? That's a Agretsuko? Yeah. Agretz- Agretsuko. Okay, so you that. actually recommended that to me. Yeah. I watched the first six episodes cracked up every single episode because again i live in it i have an office job yeah so there's certain things that they said in that that i cr- laughed straight out loud <laughs> even like the metal the metal is hilarious i, I can say that that's a really good series yeah. i, I a my wife big fan it. of that yeah she i was glad that you actually special, reminded me that holiday special that came out so if my wife was here she would definitely want to talk more about that but, yeah, well, uh, let's just move on. What's your number four? So my number four is going to stick along with the same Netflix theme. Sweet, sweet. And that's going to be uh, Kakeguri. So what that is, is um, it's pretty much about a... Is that gambling? Um, perfect. Okay. Just had to make sure it was 2000. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Okay, so I think Netflix got it. Yeah, uh, Netflix got it. it. Just want to make sure there was. It's still in the same time of 2018. Yeah. So what this is about is it's about a school of pretty much gambling students. Yeah. Every student in that school is either high up on the politician scale. There will be future leaders, future professionals, doctors, all of that. So the hierarchy is based off all of like an intricate gambling system. And if, for instance, you gamble so much and you have a debt, you can't pay off your gamble, you immediately become a slave. Now, that slave will follow you even when you graduate that school. So For life? For life. That's how yeah, influential this school is on you. got messed up on that one. So you can literally be called, for instance, get a slave. And if you can't clear your debt, then you are forced to marry a specific person. You have to live their rules forever. Okay. And there's nothing you can do when it comes to what that. do you gain from going to the school? Is it just pretty much? Yeah, I mean, just mostly connections. Okay, that's the major thing. That's what it really is. Sorry for that. So the main character um, at this point is a transfer student, like every other anime <laughs> out there. Right. A little cliche right there, Yumiko. Um, so Yumiko ends up joining this academy at this point, and 
you can tell she joins it for a reason. And she comes across as this very kind of like petite, very soft-spoken, like nice human being. And then when she gets put in like a gambling situation where the stakes are high, you can tell she pretty much gets turned on by that. It's almost like the other side comes out and she has this almost lust for the aspect of not knowing what's going to happen. She hates any form of game where she pretty much knows she's going to win or there's like a pre predetermined outcome. Okay. So for her in particular, um, the first game was just all about, it's kind of like um, she would read the, she would be in this room there'd be a bunch of people around her and she pretty much had to do like a rock, paper, scissors based off cards. Okay. Yeah. It was like a randomized card. Remember that in like so video games I played. Obviously the whole room was bugged and everyone kept saying what she was going to do and she knew it. She has such a good memory. She can pretty much remember almost everything. So in these games that you can cheat, you, you can you cheat, get... but you just can't get caught with it, of course. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, like any gambling, right? it shows this woman that just pretty much goes through and overcomes these random situations that are get more and more intense by the episode. It can go off to ripping your nails off, oh, wow. or it can go in terms of Russian roulette. I mean, it goes in, it, it gets really crazy and really intense. And the final episode, the final two episodes, give me goosebumps thinking about it every time. Because it is, it's, you don't know. Like, this is one of the series where it's like, okay, you can kind of expect her to get ahead. But you know at one point there's going to be a stumble and fall. I mean, at one point, again, she gets made into a slave. And she's completely fine with that. She has no problem because, again, she loves to gamble that much. She's willing to put herself, everything on the line her whole future just to see what the outcome is it's someone that's obsessed and with and has this like compulsive gambling spirit and i, w- I was a fan it was is a she Netflix. like a genius or something or i wouldn't it, say again they don't go out of their way to say oh she's oh, this prodigy yeah. genius but you can tell with the amount of memory that she has and you can tell with what she does and how she does things that she definitely has such a high IQ or she understands psychology to such a degree. She knows how to read the room. She knows how to read facial expressions. I mean, and she has no problem in luring you into a false sense of security. Would you consider animes like this sports anime? It's hard to consider it sports anime because I don't think Russian roulette's a sport. Okay. And so, I mean, and even then, it's not like it's more like gambling in terms of a bunch of pachinko machines or like, you know, slot machines. It's literally intense situations like match. A game that you would play with like a five-year-old. A game we all played, just matching cards. Imagine if you messed up and now you get a nail ripped off. Stuff like that where you're just like, ooh. And now as they're doing that, they're betting five hundred dollars now they're betting five thousand dollars now they're betting five hundred thousand dollars oh you can't pay off your five hundred thousand dollar gamble guess what you're a slave for life stuff like that where it's just like the stakes are always so high is it well actually i don't want to spoil it but i was seeing how are you a slave for life or you can do some things and get that revoked i mean it would be hard hard to get out of it i mean you can You definitely can, but again, it's definitely really intense when you do that. Okay, that's cool, cool. So, 
this is again on um, Netflix. I highly recommend it. The manga is still going on. The second season actually just dropped this year. Oh, sweet! And so it'll probably be on Netflix like late this year, probably. Well, the second season's already out. So Netflix. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's already out on Netflix, Netflix. Season two of uh, Deadly Sins was out, and Netflix didn't have it, so they wait until they do the actual uh, uh, dub of it before they be like, "Oh, cool, let's let's put it in." No, they're weird like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, while you uh, see if it really is out on Netflix, I'm gonna just jump into my third one. If that's cool. Yeah, let's see it. Um, my third mm-hmm. one, I guess we can both honestly, we can both talk about. Uh, my third, uh, in the ranking in no particular order, it's rein- I uh, reincarnated as a slime. Um, again, this is another Itsukai. Um, uh, I guess you honestly you can see that we're pretty much. That even though I, I I try not to be a super fan of Eats guys, nope. I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of Eats guy animes, and this one stood out to me. Even my number one anime that is truly my number one is Eats guy, but this one reincarnated as a slime, uh, really showed how you can really make this genre even better. Uh, it's kind of similar to uh, what we, me and John was giving praise to later uh, last uh, pod- podcast episode about uh, Shield Hero. But it's in its own way, uh, reincarnated the slime is basically about a guy in the in the human world. He's going on a little uh, meet, going out with his colleague to meet his girlfriend because he respects him basically. Because he's like, oh, you're my, you're my. Uh, I was gonna say gaijin, but that doesn't make sense. But basically, you're like he just uh, uh you. He has great respect for him, so he wants to get see if he gets a blessing for his girlfriend. And out of nowhere, some crazy dude with a knife runs up on him. And, uh, and tries to, like, stab his friend. I think maybe because he was jealous of the him being with a girl and that guy wasn't with the girl or something. So, it not really explained because the main character jumps in, gets stabbed, dies. As he's bleeding out, he tells his, his uh, colleague to go to my house, destroy my laptop, because he knows if people look into it, they'll see some creepy-ass stuff. Not child pornography, but, like, anime girls it's probably like hentai like hentai, hentai or just porn be, in general yeah porn and his family would probably see that stuff and be you know when i seen that part in that. the anime i cracked up it was yeah. like a big laugh out loud because again you're dying yeah and you're if i was dying and i look at you and i'm just like Ernest, please <laughs> not save me not call an ambulance not tell my loved ones goodbye please destroy my computer please. <laughs> and the guy does it too. Yeah, guy, and you see him in the scene. He grabs it, like, oh, unplugs it, causes causes a mentor a a, a perv, and throws it in the bathtub. Yep. Uh, that was great respect. But anyways, he is reincarnated as a slime. And if you ever played like a the Dragon Quest series, which if you have a PS4 and you like RPGs, get Dragon Quest Eleven. Highly recommended. Uh, but basically, he's one of the blue slime balls that you kind of run into early in Dragon Quest. They're the most canon character. They're the Pikachu of uh, the Dragon Quest series and stuff. Yeah. And basically, oh. he becomes a slime, uh, humanoid, a creature, and basically his adventures of being reincarnated in this world and kind of the hijinks he kind of gets into. It's not too crazy. It's more like it's very more about community building. Uh, friendships and like keeping your word, and I think it's just something that we really don't look into. Like, what do you what do you think of uh, slime from what you watch and stuff? See, when I first looked at slime, again, it was funny at first. Yeah, 
the first few episodes I thought kind of threw me off just because um, he's obviously getting used to the slime body. Yeah. You, they don't really, I mean, that's never happened from what I've seen in terms of anime. I mean, usually, again, you go to another uh, world, some form of fantasy land, you still have the human Dude, body. Yeah, you look so I like how they addressed that aspect because, yeah. again, I, I wouldn't know how to move if I'm not a human. Like, that's a whole, day, like, relearning to walk, relearning to move again. And then I didn't really care too much about it. About near the middle of, I would say, I think the first like maybe eight episodes, it was around like the eight or ninth episode. That's when they started doing kind of like dropping a little bit of like bombs on your heart. Like that's when you started seeing some really endearing moments and some really sad moments too, where I was like, wow, this isn't just like a happy go lucky sort of thing. There's a lot of that there. But they have, there's a lot more depth in terms of slime that's not in a lot standard of their uh, East guys. Yeah. So I really liked um, Reincarnated Slime. To me, it was my second favorite oh, just sweet. because it pleasantly surprised me multiple different times. Yeah. I'm still watching it. Yeah, and I can what... say this is one of the animes where I've watched a few episodes multiple times. Hmm. Where it's like, I really liked what they did with this episode. I'm waiting for something else to come out. I don't want to watch crap. Let's watch something quality again. I don't care. Yeah, I've only done that, that for three different animes this year. Reincarnated as a Slime, Shield Hero, and Kaguya-sama, uh, Love is War. Those are the only three where I've watched multiple, like, uh, the same episode multiple times. It leaves an impression on you. It's that's, very, very good. Deep. Mm-hmm. And even then, like, the boss fights in terms of reincarnated as a slime, yeah. the buildup, like, they did a good job with it. They don't make the main character overpowered. Yeah. He definitely feels like, okay, he de- he has an advantage in terms of because of his, uh, of his slime form. Yeah. But you'll see he's far from being the most powerful. And he doesn't flaunt his power either. Like, he... He, if he, if he could peacefully end you, he would do that first before he's like, I'm going to just kill you. And I know I'm the ultimate, you know, bad, uh, bad guy. Yeah. Uh, the strongest man in the world. I'm trying not to curse as much. Was, <laughs> was there <laughs> something in this series that you actually, that kind of stood out for you opposed to the standard East guy? Um, this is going to be cle- uh, cheesy for me, but I am a helpless romantic at some points of my life. Still am. Helpless or hopeless? Helpless. Is it hopeless? Is <laughs> it's it definitely hopeless, hel- hopeless. But you can be helpless too. Okay, I'm a hopeless romantic. But anyways, uh, there's a part when the slime, we're still getting introduced with the setting and the characters. And he basically, uh, there's a scene that this girl basically says, hey, I can show you who you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. And he sees this girl that he, he sees by chance, like, oh, that's who I'm supposed to spend my life with. And later on, a few episodes, he meets her, and there is a powerful few episodes about that relationship, mm-hmm. and it's just very touching. It makes you think about, you know, just your time and and how how powerful it is to keep your word, and and how important that is to some people. Like you know, I, I personally, I had stuff like that happen in my life right now. Like how important, like how important it is to someone if you. You respect them the way that when you say you're going to do something, you do it, and you remember them and cherish them in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good anime that get that fills you with laugh, hopes, uh, some feels, and you just feel like you're on an adventure with these guys. And I think uh, if you're a new fan of anime or a casual viewer, I think you can't go wrong with uh, Reincarnated as a Slime. 
So when I've I've actually talked to a couple people at my gym just in passing, and yeah. they're not big anime fans, not like us at least. And when I ask, "Hey, what anime do you watch?" Every single one of them was actually brought up slime. Oh, wow. So I feel like if you're not a fan of anime in general, or you just haven't been raised in the proper situ- setting, <laughs> then at this point you're genuinely gonna like that. If you want to kind of get into it and see, you know, if anime is right for you, this has a good mix of everything in terms of makes you feel good. You really like the characters. Strong supporting cast. Yes, yes. Like definitely good cast too. It's not just all about the main character. Yeah. Pop quiz. You know the slime's name, right? Uh, yeah. Do you know what his name was when he was a human? So uh, the slime's name's Rimuru. That's like the main character's name. But he has a whole real name as a human that nobody ever remembers because it only happens for that one episode. His name is Mikami Satoru. <laughs> I like and it. And I literally looked it up because I <laughs> forgot his name. Again, Honestly, when, not important. when uh, John confronted me about his name of the slime, I was like, this guy's doing it again. I'm going to have to cut apart and lift this up. Dear God. <laughs> I'm terrible at remembering names in general, and I just watch anime. And it's like, oh, cool. Unless you're like, we went seasons together, like my boy Hajime no Ippo. When we do a sports anime, you know I'm about to get hyped for that. You don't hear me rocking my chair talking about that anime. But let's jump back into it. Uh, what's your uh, next? What is your... Next anime you recommend. So, again, when it comes to Reincarnated as a Slime, that's my second one. So, I'm going to kind of backtrack. Okay. So, my third one at this point, the one that kind of stood out that was completely unexpected was called Hina Matsuri. This is one where if you like uh, comedy, I would recommend this pretty much almost above all else. It also has one of the best girls ever in it in terms of the most endearing girl ever was she, she your 2018 best girl oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> but she say, best girl ever everybody uh she she didn't make she, that list but she, she didn't make it she didn't make close? my list she was, was she very endearing very adorable you like she's a side character in a hina matsuri oh, okay. okay her name's anzu so she's a side character a side piece. Sorry, they could you. genuinely make a whole anime about her and I would totally watch it because oh, wow. she, she's funny, very adorable, and very, very endearing. So what Hina Matsuri is, is it's all about a technical difficulties, man. My dang mic is not having Making it. Making mad? Uh, it, yeah, it's... it's uh, Bam, there we go. Okay. So, <laughs> so what it is, is it's pretty much... Um, now, I'm a huge fan of anything that's Yakuza related. Yes. Okay, so if you have a main Gross. character that... Or worse. Worse. Yeah. Or Cromarty High. I mean, we can literally yeah. go on when it comes to that. When you have uh, like a Yakuza person in there, especially if he has blonde hair, for some reason I'm going to be on it. So the main character is named Nita. He's just this young Yakuza that pretty much... Blonde hair. Well off. <laughs> Typical Yakuza. <laughs> and at this point, just randomly, he gets something that falls in his living room that just magically, like, teleports him. Or teleports, you know, this capsule in there. And he doesn't even acknowledge it. He just sits there and he's like, yep, I'm out. So he just oh, wow. bounces. Next day, that person, which is he, the main character, Hina, ends up reaching out to or that's like, yo, open this up. Yeah. Like, I need to pee. 
God, <laughs> so are. the whole thing it's hilarious it's very nice the main character comes across as like this kind of jerk because he's yakuza yeah but he's uh, he's yeah. a really he's a nice guy. guy he's a really really nice guy and he's the type of guy where he's like you know what uh hina you're not gonna mess around with my problems i'm gonna take care of this myself even if it costs me my life yeah. now the cool thing about hina is she's a psychic She's a psychic sent from the future or sent from some distant world. It's probably the future at this point. Yeah. And pretty much she was known as like a killing machine there. So she had no emotions, nothing like that. So when she gets sent back and she pretty much, she's like this doll that this guy pretty much just takes care of. Like this like dumb cat. That's pretty much, you would, like, you would consider her pretty much like a really dumb cat. Okay. Like, <laughs> she's watch, mm. adorable, funny. But really dumb, just and doesn't know like how things work. She like, doesn't know. Is she dumb or she just doesn't? No, she's dumb. <laughs> like, like she's she really intentionally, dumb. like, or she just doesn't understand the world. Then probably when both, but still anything. dumb. Like right. I would say, like I think she's dumb. Like okay. again, but it's that character that makes people want to take care of her because they they see her and they're like, man, Hopeless. when did I become her? Like her? Like her owner? <laughs> like it's okay. really strange. Now, why I like this show is because, again, it's surrounded by a very strong supporting cast. Two different characters in it. Both can have their complete own spinoffs. And it would be a huge, like, I would be a huge fan when it comes to this. There's uh, only 12 episodes right now. It has a five-star rating in terms of Crunchyroll. And why, again, I like it is they dress. They have some good endearing moments, but one thing that stuck out is they really address uh, homelessness in Japan. Oh, okay. That's a topic where a lot of Japanese kind of like to uh, ignore, okay? And they address it where some people, they're not homeless because they made mistakes. Some could be because of a divorce. Some could be because they couldn't afford their home. They lost their job. And you see this, and it just, again, it's kind of like, it's really bitter. It tastes really bitter, yeah. like when you see it, because they're not bad people. And then all of a sudden, you see, you know, potential for best girl. She was on Crunchyroll's uh, oh, top, top. So again, she would have made it if it wasn't for the real best girl of all time. Well, of the year, yeah. Can't say all time. And again, Anzu, very, very, very good. I've laughed through almost every episode of this, and one of the best moments for me was. When Nita, um, there was like this heartfelt, like she had to leave. Like, I have to leave. So Nita, the main guy looking after her, of course, he's going to feel a little bit sad. So, because, you know, he looked yeah, after her he, and she's he leaving. Took care of her. So then, all of a sudden, like, she ends up going, like, not leaving. So she walks back to his house. And she opens the door. And it's him having a party by himself because she's gone. and so the awkward look between her and him of like oh you're still here and seeing the party you could tell he's partying it up there's balloons it's so funny so there's a lot of just good so when when she saw him he he was she was all sad he was she was all uh (laughs) he was all sad like oh man it sucks that you're leaving and then she's like actually i'm not and she comes back and he's actually partying he's for partying. her. He's pumped. <laughs> he's like so this. pumped. So, again, if you like comedy, I'll, some comedy doesn't really stick in terms of, like, um, other anime. This one in particular, I really enjoyed it. And I hope they make another season. Yeah. Again, it's called Hina Matsuri. Just about the sidekick girl. 
you I would be surprised if you don't, if you don't laugh every episode, you're going to laugh every other episode. Uh, okay. But there will be at least two there's going to be one moment in there where again, you might tear up because it is deep. It is intense and the main like Anzu, not the main girl, but you want her to be the main girl. She's just <laughs> so perfect. So she's adorable. Right. She's just adorable. You just want her I gotta, to do well. You want to protect. Series, you so always want to protect. I would highly recommend to check this out and then pretty much let us know what you think. That right there is my third. You already heard my second. What is the next one on your list? So my second, uh, again, you you might see that me and John's styles are very different. He, he diverges from the path. Well, I stick to this certain path that may be very weeboo or very typical anime-esque of people who watch this stuff. But I love superheroes. I'm a comic book fan. I love sports. I love very, like, the underdog stories of things. So my new favorite kind of kind of genre that, you know, came out that replaced Naruto after I finished it. And really, I thought it was going to be between this one or the, ep- the show Black Clover. But I, I, sh- I chose this one, and I chose correctly. My Hero Academia is my number two. And I freaking love it. I love it through all the seasons. Even though I'm, I'm talking about a season that, you know, it was already on. Hopefully you already watched it. But it literally has three three seasons on, Net, uh, on Crunchyroll. And it's one of the best shows. And it's just great. So but, when yeah. I first heard of My Hero Academia, and I just looked at it. Yeah. I immediately discredit it. I again kind of a hipster thing. in terms of things where it's yeah. like, oh, everybody likes to screw that. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. Fans are dumb. Don't stand by it. No, won't do it. Like again, maybe Black Clover because I've tried to watch that. Didn't really enjoy that to be honest. Then you pretty much get past like the first like two or three episodes, and then all of a sudden you get the main character. It's Deku, right? I only watched the first two Deku seasons. Is, yeah, I haven't watched nickname. the third season yet. Okay. So you get Deku and you he see his story. And then all of a sudden you see pretty much their grind. You see what they have to go through. And this guy who has nothing. And then you get the music in there. My Hero Academia had so many episodes that gave me goosebumps because of how intense everything was. Like, I... I felt like it, it was the first time I actually felt like old school Dragon Ball Z. Like when we used to watch Dragon Ball Z, we would get hyped. Like especially like when Goku became a Super Saiyan. I'll never forget that. Pumped me up, super hyped me up. My Hero Academia, many different episodes, super pumped me up. Because again, you genuinely feel for the main character, for the characters, what they have to go through. And it shows you a whole different look of what you don't really expect a hero to have to deal with. Yeah. So, I mean, what brought you to this? What made you actually want to continue with it? Why do you like this one so much? So this was uh, one of the series where I really dove in and kind of wanted to look at the lore and kind of find out a lot more about its creator. And what I found that was really interesting, uh, it's his its creator loves comic books. And he loves it so much that he kind of style his arcs that the show goes through based off the age of comics. Like, from the Silver Age, the Golden Age, and stuff like that, to the grittier age, where it gets a little darker in comic books. And that really reflects kind of the superheroes and stuff it goes through. And My Hero Academia is, reminds me a little bit of another anime called uh, Hunter x Hunter, in terms of how, eventually, it goes from very kiddish 
to get very dark okay. with the ant arc. Was the third se- season pretty dark? Uh, it, it's or is it heading? In it's that heading in that direction. Okay. There's okay. a character they're introducing that's pretty much if I touch you, you're gone. Okay. Or if I wish you dead, you're gone. Hmm. And people are gonna get messed up. Uh, but there was some series where people are getting hurt and people are getting knocked out or people are losing their abilities. And it's cool with uh, the main character being a person who... Because in this world, in the world of My Hero Academia, it's basically everyone has superpowers. People are born with these things called quirks. And the main character was born without it. He was the unlucky one. He thought he would be able to be like his favorite his favorite superhero named All Might and be able to protect people and save ones. But he was born without... He was quirkless. And one day by chance... He's able to uh, save a friend in front of All Might, and All Might tells them a secret that of how he has his abilities. And basically, Deku is able to become his apprentice and his eventual successor to uh, the power that All Might carries. And it's just a, a journey from the underdog rising up. And there's characters that may be similar to characters that you've seen like Naruto, like uh, uh, Sasuke-esque, but they play it differently, and it's very cool minor characters that you like besides the main ones and it really holds up i think it's like the first few seasons of naruto when you see all the when they fight the bad guys and the whole school is fighting against them you see all these characters and how smart they are and their own particular quirks that it hopefully if it, that continues on the series will be even greater because it shows that it's not just focused on these one characters becoming the most powerful but all these characters are powerful in their own way do you have a favorite character because uh, the cast is again very, very. Good. My my favorite character is Deku. Already, already going for the underdog. He's so still lame. my favorite. Uh, but there's this. I just go for. Him. I I just feel like I relate to him the most. In a in a weird sense, I would never like, relate to someone so lame. Uh, it is good. I just I I think I I I can give it so much praise. Um, hopefully you watch it. But if not, if you want a. If you really want to dive into anime and want to actually look for a long series that is going to continue, hop into My Hero Academia. Uh, it's not like how Naruto... It's, uh, you know, some episodes like One Piece and Naruto, those big ones that you see here a lot, uh, had so many episodes that you're like 500, uh, almost 1,000 now. Like well, I'm not going to waste my time watching that. It would take too long and I don't have, I have precious time. My Hero Academia is not that far ahead and you can have time to... Uh, Check it out and watch it, and I highly recommend it. Um, but that, that was my number two. What's your? What I like about My Hero oh. Academia is the fact that they had a. It's really good villains. Yes, yes. Like There's, I really oh. enjoy the villains of it, oh. and again, There's such a dark twist to one of the villains that you find out in season three mm. that is very like, good. Just like, Oof. like it's messed up. Like it hurts the main character all might with how dark because it if you know. It's, it's just crazy. It focuses on something about people's past, and mm-hmm. it kind of hurts you about what can happen when you're not there for people. My favorite character is Froppy. Froppy? No, the frog girl. That's my girl. Yeah. She's dope. She, she is uh, a best girl for some people. But oh, yeah. I can totally she, see it. She she's best in that series. She wasn't my best girl. Oh, you better not be the uh, that psychic girl, because that girl is dumb. Yeah, you are definitely Deku, for sure. You you, you and him both ain't got no good taste. But, but Bakugo is girl. Bakugo is the one guy I hate. I hate him. He's the Sasuke of this series. Yeah, I he's just, not. I, they, he's not. If you watch season three, he's not Sasuke. I can give you forty five minutes of why Sasuke to me is the shittiest character I've ever seen, and I would. Oh, I hate him. But now he, you get Bakugo. Oh, he's, a, he's annoying. 
funny in terms of his voice, but he's not the Sasuke. It's it been surprises you. a while since I wanted to just like, I wanted someone to put hands on him. And Bakugo yeah. pisses me off, especially with how he always treats Deku. Pisses me off. Not a fan of him. Hope he dies. Hope he dies. And it makes, it's good for the plot. Hope he dies and everyone's all sad. Yes, that's how much I hate You guys might agree with him right now if you are still early on in the uh, series, but uh, season three, I think Bakuga redeems himself. I mean, he's still kind of. He can redeem himself with dying. But it's fine. But again, I really like that. And then my favorite villain was that girl with the needle. Oh, yeah, she can take your blood yeah, and stuff. I, yeah, like, honestly, she's really sadistic and really yeah. weird. It, like, she's she my basically the touch of how dark this show can get mm-hmm. and how it will get, and not just about this friendly society. Um, you can always read the uh, My Hero Academia mangas. There's even a, Is there a, a side... novel? Yeah, there... I don't know if there's... I don't know how to look into yeah, that. We'll have to check but I know out. there's two mangas uh, that uh, one became a spinoff series, not from the creator, but the creator gave it its approval called uh vigilantes and basically it's heroes who didn't get registered in the class but they just want to help people that's basically and it's that one is slowly getting steam and stuff and it basically has a cool character that he wasn't able to get into a school but his power is basically like he can glide on anything but he has to make three touches three contacts on the ground to Mm. be able to move and that is getting a lot of praise uh so if you want to just read a manga that's very early on still check it out man I want you guys to really check out the source material and just read it for guys. Because, again, anime only tells you so much. Yeah. Like, I'm still learning so much from reading uh, Shield Hero that uh, once once I'm actually done, I think me and John's going to do a spoiler episode just oh. talking about the manga. Which we the need. Light, the light novel, I mean. Since I've read the light novels in a few days at this yeah. point, like, I need somebody to talk about that with. Yeah, so, so we want to dedicate a whole spoiler because I'm going to be, oh, yeah. uh, pages of notes to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> when um we go to uh so every year uh where we live um there's a anime convention that comes up in april it's called yeah. soccer con so oh. me and Ernest usually go to that pretty much every single year or every other year we try to go as much as we can so this year i'm going to do everything in my power to pretty much buy the shield hero light novels there Oh. If I can buy the Shield Hero light novels and uh, like some of the Overlord, yes, and maybe reincarnate as the slime, those are the three. That's the only thing I care about buying when it comes to the comics. Oh, straight, okay. Straight. I just want those three light novels. I want to support the series. I want to support the creators. I will own the whole Shield Hero. That's guaranteed. I'm again. I'm saying it now. By the end of this year, I will have every book of the Shield Hero. I'm a huge fan of that. I will support that one, and I want to do the same for the other two as well. I do that for Overlord as well for myself, but yeah, let's let's hop into our number ones and yep. stuff. Let's, the number let's one to it. So this right here is the top stuff that, again, to us stands out above all else. Makes an impact, either surprises us in a good way, surprises us in a bad way. In some way, we either can't stop thinking about this, or we will always pretty much tell somebody to watch this series. For instance, we'll recommend this to other people. Yes. I mean, again. For me, this is the number one for a big reason. Before I get there, I want to shout out to some runners-up. Some yeah. some that didn't make the list. Just because, like I said, there was so much here. Angel of Death. Cells at Work. How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Homes of Kyoto. I watched all of those. All of them were very good. 
Uh, except Holmes Akira, I can't say that was very good. That was like, <laughs> that was like a six out of ten. What did it fall off? Was it good and then it just fell, or it, was it? It just wasn't just like, really that great. It was. Watch. It was watch it. exactly. Okay. I watched it on lunch. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was my it was lunch like... time. <laughs> okay, let's just watch this out. You know. Oh, that's right. So that one's good. I enjoyed, honestly, like How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. There was some lewd scenes in there that was a little too much. But overall, with the two characters, the two girls, plus the main guy, again, I fell for that. I really enjoyed that. I thought (laughs) it was good. And sells that work at this point. I learned a lot already. Very popular series. Very popular series. Very good. All it does is it just talks to you about human anatomy. And they even make your red blood cells look cute. Yes. And the platelets hella adorable oh yeah like that one again those were kind of just my runners up i wanted to make sure to touch and then there was one more i kind of seen in passing i need to finish it it was called boarding school juliet that was another one that i did like typical pretty much romeo and juliet love story and always that deals with the school guy from one side female of another side like each other leaders of the factions Sounds corny. Sounds like it's been done a hundred times. The first episode, I would highly recommend. Just watch the first episode and you'll get a feeling whether you like it or not. I watched that first episode and I actually seen on Facebook, it was just like a clip of that for like 30 seconds. Immediately watched that first episode. Loved it. So again, these are just the other ones I just had to talk about a little bit. At least Angel of Death, Cells That Work, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, Homes of Kyoto. You'll notice when you look up these four, or yeah, those four, they're all different. They're not the same genre whatsoever, even remotely close. So again, that's kind of like mine that I just wanted to still bring up, my honorable mentions. What about you? Did you have any of those? I have some. uh, Some of these series I found out towards the tail end of 2018, but started watching it because they were highly recommended. Um, big ones to knock out immediately is, uh, the season two of seven deadly sins I talked about earlier, uh, attack on Titan season three and Tokyo ghoul, uh, season three, uh, Tokyo ghouls on Hulu, seven deadly sins to Netflix, uh, and, um, let's say attack, attack, attack on Titans on Crunchyroll. But, uh, ones that I, uh, had a lot of praise about that I'm, I'm checking out right now, little by little it's a uh, place further than the universe. Really good that I, I wanted to go back to and actually do an episode later. Yeah, we're on. gonna do a full episode uh, on just that gonna, series. Yeah, we're gonna try to focus on like the top recommendation of 2018 and kind of do like a cool spinoff thing later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one's called Planet With. Uh, that was really good. Uh, that was I heard was highly recommended and one I always want to give praise to, regardless of anything. Uh, I talked about it before, but it did come out at, in 2018. And that was uh, towards it. Actually, I'm not gonna say it's JoJo Bizarre Adventures. Go to win. God, it's the best so series long for you to ever. I, I just, I just love the series. But again, those I just want to knock those one out. But let's talk about our number one because yep. I do want to get into my number one. Now we go into the number one after we got our honorable mentions out yes, the way. Yes. So the honor for me, my number one out of everything I watched in 2018, the number Drone. one thing that stood out to me personally was. It's a terrible title. So I don't like these the anime that has really long titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always annoys the crap out of me. Like, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? I don't know why they do this, but I guess it, it, it's showing that people pick them up uh, at like they're showing like they're doing statistics. They're showing that people are drawn to the long names. Like what? And making people pick them up. Well, it's also more for like light novels as yeah. well because a lot of them are adaptations of it. Yeah. So this one is called Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. So it sounds so ridiculous. Again, this is one I will 
recommend to anybody and everybody. Now, if you are the type of fan where you like hardcore action, this is not for you <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, there is yeah. no action. There's probably, I would say, 90% dialogue, <laughs> 5% action. <laughs> the other 5% is probably credits. Opening and ending. <laughs> like opening and ending. Okay. So what this is about is it's about the main guy, Sakuta. Pretty much he is in high school. He ends up meeting this girl um, named Mai. Now, Mai is walking around his library in just a bunny suit. Yes, yes. Nobody can see her whatsoever at all. He's the only one that can. And pretty much it's very similar vibes as my favorite series of all time. Bake Monogatari, <laughs> or or also s- kind of similar vibes to a Mushishi. Mushishi? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good anime, yes. too. So, pretty much, it's just this guy where he has to solve these problems that's happening to these girls. Um, it's called... Is it always uh, girls? Yeah, I would say. It's similar to Bake Monogatari. Like, of course, it's going to be like... It's probably... Yeah, I'd say so, it's mostly... Because guys don't got issues. Guys create the issues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah. it comes to this, um, he wants to know why is nobody able to see this woman? Like, okay. she's very beautiful. She, and she's actually like a model. She's, uh, okay. she's a model slash actor. And so everybody sees her picture and all this, but nobody sees her when she's actually in person. And pretty much, you'll notice that um, her existence is slowly getting erased. Nobody can interact. Nobody interacts with her. She can't even buy food because, again, she can't touch. She can't see. She can't communicate. And so at this point, um, the main character um, actually realizes that whoever pretty much is falling asleep, falls asleep, will eventually forget her. So he tries not to fall asleep like and you can kind of see him slowly going in like a little insane for it. it obviously wears on him because he doesn't want to forget this girl especially the promise he made to her and so you have him going through different situations of severe unknown where it's more like just dealing with uh they called it puberty syndrome yeah and it's pretty much just like a person that is going through Severe anxiety that's pretty much unstable during their time of their most growth, their, during their okay. adolescence period. And so you have, for instance, like one person who will repeat the same day every day. So imagine you wake up and you finally ask this girl out. Then you go to bed. Guess what? You wake up. You never ask that girl out. You never get to see how that goes. You never do that. Now imagine reliving that 30 days in a row. Stuff like that. That was in a... They had a similar vibe in a, another anime called The Melancholy of uh, Harui. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I remember So there that. is something similar. Ugh. Now, they did it bad in that one. Yeah, they did it way but too long. this one, again, very good, straight to the point. As to me, one of the best exits, uh, outros of all time, and we'll definitely play that towards the end. Okay. I would highly recommend this. It's five stars on uh, Crunchyroll. And... Out of all the girls that came out in 2018, all the different best oh possible ones, the, the best one is always going to be the winner because you can't, you can't deny results. And the best the girl, first girl you see. of 2018 is my Sakurajima. Totally makes sense because when you see her and you see the dynamic between her and the main character, again, you will see why it's like that. Now, what's really cool is if you are currently watching any of the new uh, new anime, like uh, Rising of Shield Hero, 
the main character who does um, the voice of Mai and the main character who does the voice of Sakuda does the main character's voice for uh, Naofumi and Raftilia from Rise of Shadow. <laughs> so ironically, my uh, favorite guy and girl is also going to be my favorite guy and the girl. Wait, 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 wait the, the, the guy from this anime does Shield yes. Hero's voice? Yep. And the girl does Raftilia's voice. Dang, he sounds soft as hell when I was watching Rascal Bunny. I was like, this guy's soft. And so no, it's it's really cool because again I really like loved those two characters yeah. before and then when I found out it was them it blew my mind. It is absolutely great. Again, I love the dynamic. I'm a big fan of dynamics between two characters or like a cast. I like in depth conversation. This is all this is for. The witty remarks, the pretty much back and forth banter. To me, it's all intelligent humor it's because sweet. it's all based off depth and real conversations. So to me. This is my favorite one of 2018. I want to think about this anime for quite a long time. Like I said on our last episode, stuff that you're going to think about 10 years from now, to me, this is going to be one of them. They actually said that instead of them doing a second season, they're probably going to be doing an uh, OVA. So I'm a little disappointed over that. But a two-hour movie will hopefully be some form of good wrap-up. Or... Hopefully they'll do a second season after that, but that's usually rare. The moment they kind of go into OVAs, they don't really go back into that. But again, with her winning Best Girl of 2018, maybe they'll realize there's more fans than what they thought. Who knows? Again, it's called Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Highly recommend it. Anime Awards from Crunchyroll already said this is the Best Girl of 2018. So no matter who tells you anything, no matter who says anything about the Best Girl... Unless her name is Mai Sakurajima, they're wrong. She's not so the with best that, of all time, though. No, that's probably Raftilia now. Easily. Of all time? Oh, yes. If you know what I know, you would know that that shield hero girl, easily the best of all time. If no. you knew what I knew, okay. Go go watch ReZero. You'll meet the best That useless-ass wench didn't do you'll nothing but make the, the situation girl. worse. I, I like, believe in you. Best girl! Oh, that's my best God. girl. Best girl ever. I was like... When you dream of anime girls, you know you're, you met you met your best girl. Yeah, I can't you, argue you with sleep that. And you're like, <laughs> but like, it's you like I don't know. Again, okay. when you know when you see Raftilia, when you see what she's gonna do in this series, I'm, I'm gonna, curious gotta, to see if you're really gonna say that. I gotta read. So I'll that, say this: I'm not even caught up to that point where I'm reading. The anime is still further than me. Oh my god! <laughs> I would have passed that in I'm literally ready, like I'm a day and a half. To, uh, I gotta read for class. Yeah, like so it's a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, also, shout out Anthem came out, so we yes. have been a little busy doing that too. Gaming on our free time. So that yeah. right there was my number one. What is your number one? Okay, I want to make a vow right now because uh, one thing John did better than me is he did he focused on animes that came out in 2018. Not no repeats on his list at all, from what I can gather. Is all there's not one. There's released not one. At 2018. Yeah, there. Are I have repeats. some repeats, and I. And honestly, I don't want to do that next year. I want to make sure that not only am I wa- keeping watching my repeats, but I'm actually looking into new animes and styles that stand out. That's why it was cool. Last episode, we were seeing some uh, season animes that may not have been uh, our most interesting in, but I'm going to make sure that my next 2019 list will be anime of 2019 that aren't repeats. That, that came out came that out. year or came out that year but will continue, but still, it came out in 2019. Yeah, from January to December. Out. But my number one anime of 2018 that I loved and cherished and watched every single episode as soon as I could 
is Overlord Season 3. Uh, it's an Itsukai, and it's just fantastic. Um, a lot of... Uh, this was a one that really showed how much I cared about it, because a lot of my favorite series returned, Tokyo Ghoul. Uh, I love that series. It came back, but I dropped it. I wasn't as into the new style. I won't go back to it, but... Or uh, Attack on Titan came back. I used to make me super hype when I was living in Japan, and that came out, and I still wasn't, like, into it. It didn't grab me. Uh, uh, Seven Deadly Sins, different kind of style, but I wasn't able to watch it fully because promises I made. But Overlord Season 3, from the from the first episode of Season 3 to the very last, I was watching every single release. It was one of those things I kept in mind. I knew it would come out on this day, and I would sit down and watch it, period. If I was at school, on break, or at home, even if I was watching on my phone, I would watch this show. Uh, and it just continues a great character about a villain or about a protagonist who is in a world where he is considered the villain because of what he looks like and him embracing that, that's the character he role he plays. And, and the great thing about this world is it is in light novel, just like, uh, shield hero that's a lot further than the anime, I believe that you can read online or buy the books. I'm buying the books because again, when you love something, when you have something that grabs your attention, support the art. Uh, buy the books, you know, it doesn't hurt it and it's good. You get to see artwork and you get great, you know, design. I buy mines at uh, Barnes and Nobles, but, uh, Overlord is just an amazing series that tells about this character in this new world, this MMO that has now became a real world and how he is, uh, operating that said world and it's still doing character building. But the great thing about this anime is it doesn't focus and this can turn some people off, and it doesn't turn me off because I think it's I like character building this way. Is that it doesn't focus on the main character overall. It's not just his journey, boom, boom, boom. Like in Reincarnated the Slime, you probably won't ever have an episode. I'm just kind of guessing that will not have the slime in it at all. That will be about someone and uh, someone that may be in his life, but not about, him, but has no like bearing to the main story arc or continuation. Uh, things of characters that you were introduced that are seem minor at first. Like there's a, a guy me and uh, John was praising the butler of the main character that he has this cool arc that's about him that doesn't matter the main character. He and he this guy was an NPC that came alive and became a uh, and became a person. And what I think is fascinating about this stuff is like I I want to be able to write and be able to make characters like this one day. Uh, be able to make every character you put in a show or in a book interesting and that you want to get to know and he made this butler character who i thought was just hey he's a butler he'll protect the guy and just someone who cares interesting protects a girl he's a badass fighter who is you just get hype watching he does this cool scene that if i was talking about best fights of like things like we were talking about dragon ball super earlier this uh season three of uh overlord had one of the best fight scenes and it was quick but was so so engaging you just know like how serious someone can be and how how laughable when you how laughable someone who to challenge someone in such a in such a rage that's so like calm that he will take you out no matter what because of what what kind of person he is he's willing to lose his position in order to care for someone he just met and there's there's just a good show and it's it's not it's one of my top eats guys kind of like check it recommendations of like Overlord, Reincarnated Slime, Shield Hero, shows that you should definitely watch. Why is it one of your favorites? Like, think about it, man. We've watched a lot. 
So, I mean, when you're saying like, hey, this is one of my favorite animes, I'm so pumped to watch an episode exactly when it comes out. When the next season comes out in October, why is, what about this one actually stood out to you? I just love good storytelling. I love great characters that that hold something to you, that each one is different from the other. You won't find one that's similar. From people who are... Uh, there's even a character that, you know, usually the underdog, this young knight who protects his princess, and he wants to be great and stuff, and be able to protect her, but he's kind of weak. And then you kind of see that the princess is... Uh, something is off about her. It just he's able to make all these different characters in the story interesting, and people who were you, you first meet them, they're cowardly and they, they're afraid when they meet one, uh, a, a person that's on the hero side that that scares them so much that they used to be this great warrior that's so scared that they're traumatized. And then later on in the series, you see them grow up and be more confident again and able to face their fears. It just it's good when you be able to see all these characters from all different regions who were considered NPCs at first into great different characters that you can really pick. Like John was saying earlier when I was talking about uh, My Hero Academia, where you can have your favorite character in the mm-hmm. series and be fine with that. Where people of noble birth are rising up or characters unexpectedly die that you don't know you didn't see coming. It's just a good series. And it's another one like uh, Shield Hero where I say forget just waiting on the show to come out, read it, read you know, it, read it. And then enjoy. It. And then as a, as a great prize, you can watch the anime. It's one of those things. Like it doesn't mean you won't watch anime. Cause now you get to see your imagination come alive. Cause the battles you see in the books, the details that you learn are even heavier or stronger because you learn these details that anime don't cover it. it, it I just like in shield hero. And this one, when I read things that are skipped over or glossed over, you can see it that are little tidbits that can, you know, foreshadow things in the future that you don't, you wouldn't see in the anime because it wants that big buildup. But yes, yeah, so that was my number one of 2018. Yeah. Overlord. Overlord season three. Overlord season three, which also averages about a five star every single season as yeah. well. I've never heard a single person genuinely say that they don't like it. I mean, Overlord, very, very good season. I mean, very good anime overall. Huge fan of it. I've recommended this once to multiple people. Hmm. Multiple people. And again, like you said, it's a little unpredictable because it's not just about the main character. They do a good job at giving that world life. And what I liked is the NPCs, they pretty much kind of developed their creator's personalities. Yeah. So oh, that that's is, that yeah. is very interesting. And that's why like I really like that because now it's like you have a little bit of backstory of, wait, you don't know anything about this NPC. Why is it that they're acting this way? Oh, because they still have some of that influence on who actually created them. Yeah. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's almost like those, the now that they're not NPCs, they took traits from the characters that made them, that made their background into their life. So you could, the main character is able to see some of his friends and relationship he sees and some of the, the, the NPCs that are now real people interact with them. Um, but now let's, Let's break out and see some of the things that we love, like openings and stuff. Do you want me to run down the quick like Crunchy Road twenty eighteen list? Um think we should do that or just just That's up to you. Up. We can either say that for the next time. I, I think that'd be good. We'll let's go through that when we do um the live action. Okay. Because the live action obviously like we'll be, we'll short, be talking, yeah, it'll be yeah, short. Sure. So we'll say pretty much our thoughts on the Crunchyroll Awards. Yeah. What we think's right, what we think's wrong. I mean 
Best girl is going to be a big debate. Like that. Like, Ernest is already <laughs> wrong when it comes to that. Uh, place for the universe. So, we're excited uh, when it comes to that. There's two different things that we wanted to kind of end off on. Yes. One is the main opening that kind of stood out. And then the main ending that kind of stood out. Ironically, I mean, it's almost like we're a fan of the series. The main opening is of your favorite anime. Yep, yep. And the main ending is of my favorite anime. Not like we planned it. But it just, these are the two songs that we can say without a shadow of a doubt really stood out. Yeah. So we're going to start with the actual opening at this point. This is from Overlord. Um, it's called Ferocity. It's by Myth and Roid. Uh, that was Verocity by Myth and Royd. Uh, love this opening song. What it's, a good opening. I can say I, I didn't listen to that opening enough. Like, yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up because yeah. it, it's really good. It, it gets you hype, especially when you see kind of like... It, sometimes you hear an opening of a song, you just play with it. But this one, I wanted to hear the lyrics and see why it had these certain breaks. And at first, I would skip it because I wanted to hop right into the episode. Of course. And then it was became one that was like, I got to watch this before the show starts. And now Shield Heroes became like that way for me. Oh, yeah. Anytime I hear Rise, I get Yeah, I'm just like, cool. But, again, we got to give it credit in terms of this. Honestly, Veracity by Myth and Royd. That's a good song. I like how it pretty much goes into like a low tempo tempo a little bit. And then it kind of re-explodes. It's hard to watch this or listen to this and not get hyped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, so that I'm deals sure. with our opening at this point. Again, it's very high energy, kind of like this, like like synth punk, like going, like feel to it. My ending is dramatically different. Dramatically different. <laughs> Mine is more of. I hate seeing this girl's face. Oh, you are <laughs> lucky to see my soccer genius face. Very right. lucky. So now we're going to play, in my opinion, the best ending theme song throughout pretty much 2018. At least the one that stood out to me from Angel of Death, Hina Matsuri, all of it. So this one is called, at this point, Saishun Buta Yaru. Oh, that's the anime. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... So uh, it's actually called Fukushigi no Karate. Kate. That's what it's called. But it doesn't tell me the band. So, and this yeah. is YouTube, as you guys know, because we'll be on YouTube eventually. So, yeah. at this point, what I'm going to do is start this up and show you what the best, in my opinion, ending of 2018 is. Excellent. Ooh. 
Actually, I, I never heard that ending. Uh, what do you think of it? That was like from somebody who's never heard that ending before. What did you think of that ending? That was pretty awesome. I definitely want to see the actual uh, anime when I see the visual. But I, just watching the YouTube video, I saw that it cuts to like the characters highlight. Yeah. Are those characters singing? The voice actors singing for those parts? Of that it? I genuinely don't know. I gotta find that out because if that was true, that's awesome. If you hear it. Um, you can definitely tell there's multiple female singers yes, like yes, in the song. Sure. Like the voice fluctuations is like intense. Mm. When I first popped that up, goosebumps immediately, all the oh, hair, geez. all my arms standing. That's how film? much of a fan I am of. Does that carry on the whole series? Oh, uh, what the ending, ending, the ending theme song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sound like the other one? It's a big staple when it comes to that. So again, that's right there was the ending of Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. The song itself, you can look it up on YouTube, was Fukushigi no Kate. <laughs> and Again, for me, that's a huge fan of the series. Pumps me up. For somebody who's never heard that song before, obviously, I mean, we got a clap out of that. So that's definitely saying something. Aside from that aspect, this right here is our top ending, opening, our top ending theme song of 2018, as well as our pretty much honorable mentions and our top five each. I mean, if you have your own top five, Please feel free to share it with us. Send it yes, to thisisanimearchives at gmail.com. Hopefully, we'll actually, like, you will get us into a new anime that we just haven't really thought about. If you know any other uh, theme songs or ending songs that really stands out, again, feel free to email us. We will be more than happy to give it a shout out. Check it out and either say that your taste in music sucks or tell you, hey, you do. That's good. Thank you for, like, turning us on this. I can say, like, with these two songs, the opening of overlord and the ending of this uh, rascal that i would put these on my list for me of like japanese music to actually like listening to because mm. like this one here gave me the similar vibe of like malfina song from outlaw star oh, like wow. specific things where it was like very beautiful sweet and endearing that i'm just i'm a huge fan of so and when you hear it you think about the series exactly immediately right. i would like us i mean once we kind of get more episodes rolling to actually just have pretty much like a music episode okay. where we kind of go through, we talk about like good openings, good intros. Like for instance, like when you think of the best opening theme song, what comes to your mind? What's How the, no evil shocking lemon. Yeah. Uh, you could tell he's biased right there. <laughs> what comes to my mind in terms of opening first theme song, cowboy, uh, cowboy bebop's oh, tank. Okay. The first, when I first think of something iconic, Tank's going to be the first thing that always comes to my mind. When I think of like ending theme songs, something that made a big thing for me, the first thing that always comes to my mind for ending theme songs, Malfina's song from Outlaw mm-hmm. Star. I will never forget that song for the rest of my life, ever. Like, I will always be a fan. And if you Real Folk bl- Blues for mine. That, you would say that would be yeah, like your yeah. favorite ending? Yeah. Again, very good song. That's on my, uh, that's on my YouTube playlist. I have like well, 30 or 40 bunch, Japanese songs. That's one of them on there because it's such a good song. Yeah. So eventually, I would like us to pretty much do like a good old music episode. But we have to figure out how we can do that and not get sued. Yes. So <laughs> we got to figure out a couple other things. Maybe, yeah. Copyright we'll, we'll, we'll have an bitch. idea. Eventually, but, yeah. So, aside from that aspect, um, again, this is your episode, uh, your February 26th episode. Is there anything else that you want to leave off? Uh, no, uh, we should have a fun uh, episode coming out next week. Um, we're going to, yeah, we got ideas coming down. We're going to jump in some more uh, archiving. 
we are doing the next one. We should hear from not the next episode, but the episode after that will be a speed graph episode uh, that we're actually going to do. Yep. And I will have uh, some announcements too because we're going to have some friends who are going to come and guest star and do uh, ones that one will be uh, anime, old school anime called Big O. Another one will one of be my favorites. another one called Bukono. Bakuno. 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 Another one that's popular that I didn't check out, so it's cool. Um, and yeah, we're going to dive into it and give you some research and facts about that and go back more archiving. So thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, please email us at thisisanimearchives at gmail.com. And until next time.